Welcome to the Core Principles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll enjoy this lively discussion of relevant topics, which we attempt to examine through the lens of unchanging objective truth. Here's the host of the Core Principles Podcast, Clay Howerton. Thank you, Suzanne. On the 3rd of November, 2020, America had a general election for president, for representatives, and for a third of the senators. More fraud and criminal conduct happened in this election than has ever been observed in a free country before. This must be corrected for liberty to survive. When citizens cannot trust that their votes mean anything, there is no possibility of a representative republic long surviving. Anyone who observed the presidential campaigns in 2020 saw that President Trump actually campaigned and his team canvassed for support nationwide, while Joe Biden did not actually campaign, remained mostly isolated, and went to public events rarely. When President Trump held rallies, tens of thousands attended and showed support. When Joe Biden had public appearances, tens of individual people attended, and they were bewildered by Biden's inability to form coherent thoughts. Those were the actual public opinion polls of 2020. Democrats strategized throughout the entire year how they would subvert the reality that President Trump would win re-election in an overwhelming landslide. When the Chinese coronavirus was unleashed on the world, the Speaker of the House of Representatives said they would not give any relief to the people whose jobs were temporarily halted by government orders unless, among other unrelated things, the election, seven to eight months down the road, would be done entirely by mail. She did not get her outrageous demand universally, but several states did in fact send out unsolicited and unrequested ballots en masse. They knew that they would claim almost any result with such a scheme in precincts they controlled. People who have observed elections for many years have noticed a pattern in close races. The Republican candidate will be winning all election night, but the largest Democrat-controlled precinct will always wait to report last. They will calculate the number of votes needed to win the election. Then, when only they remain to report, they will report that number plus some more. That trick was going to be difficult in 2020 with the mass mail-in ballot setup. This was an unintended and unavoidable consequence of the 2020 Democrat ploy. But it was not insurmountable because they pulled a new trick. Stop counting on election night and tell everyone they'd resume the next day. Because this is completely wrong, they even came up with a lie in Georgia to justify the obviously nefarious ploy. They claimed a water pipe burst that would prevent any further counting. After their coordinated stop of vote counting in several Democrat-controlled counties and swing states, the fraudsters calculated the numbers they'd need and overnight simply added those amounts to the unaccountable ballots. Their coordinated stoppage on election night had another purpose related to the pre-programmed fraud they had built into their plan. More on that momentarily. 
But when I say pre-programmed, some of you are probably thinking that sounds implausible. It's actually a documented feature of the Dominion systems, and it absolutely was used against this election. The founder of Faith Education Commerce United, Joe Altman, infiltrated the group called Antifa this year because he wanted to understand what they were doing and why. He didn't necessarily expect conversations he participated in with Antifa to relate to the election, but in late September, one of the conversations did focus on the election. A participant in that chat was called Eric from Dominion. Eric was telling the Antifa members to, quote, keep up the pressure, unquote. Joe Altman asked, who's Eric? And was told, Eric, he's the Dominion guy. Another Antifa member asked Eric from Dominion, quote, what are we going to do if, expletive deleted, Trump wins, end quote. Eric responded, quote, don't worry about the election. Trump's not going to win. I made, expletive deleted, sure of that, end quote. Did you catch the tense of that verb? Eric from Dominion claimed in late September that he had already made sure Trump could not win the election no matter what voters did. Eric from Dominion is Eric Coomer, Director of Product Strategy for Dominion Voting Systems. He holds 12 United States patents on election software and, ironically, election security. The confident, boastful, but certain declaration he made in late September was a reflection of his use of the Dominion feature to pre-program outcomes within precincts where Dominion is used. What does Eric Coomer think of President Trump and anyone who would vote for him? He told his Facebook friends that anyone who would vote for Trump and, quote, his Christian jihadist VP unfriend me now. No, I'm not joking. Only an absolute, expletive deleted, idiot could ever vote for that, expletive deleted, fascist racist expletive. No expletive. I don't give a expletive if you're a friend or family. Unfriend me now. I have no desire whatsoever to ever interact with you. If that doesn't persuade you, then expletive you. You deserve nothing but contempt. End quote. He also noted that if his employer, Dominion, did not share his opinions, quote, I should probably find another job. Unquote. Of course, he didn't have to look for another job because his employer was all about the exact same opinions and determined to undermine the voters in the United States. To change the outcome of the presidential election, Democrats figured that they could accomplish that with just a few states with sufficient electoral college votes. So they decided to try to ensure that six states, which were likely to be close, would definitely go to Biden no matter what the actual votes were. Those states were Nevada, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. They have a total of 78 electoral votes, which would be plenty to change the result. Because these states were likely going to be closely contested, the Democrats further calculated 
that they could alter the outcomes by controlling the number of votes counted in a single populous county in each of those states. They chose Clark County, Nevada, which is Las Vegas, Maricopa County, Arizona, which is Phoenix, Milwaukee County, Wisconsin, Wayne County, Michigan, which is Detroit, Philadelphia County, Pennsylvania, and Fulton County, Georgia, which is Atlanta. Relying only on mail-in ballot fraud would be risky, so they chose an additional measure, which was enabled by Smartmatic Systems and Dominion. Developed in Venezuela explicitly to rig elections, the systems and software can be programmed to produce a specified percentage of votes for a specified candidate. Remember the prior election's trick to claim enough votes in the final precinct to change the outcome and how that was going to be difficult with so many votes unknown late on election night? Well, in those six counties, the Democrats could pre-program a percentage of that area's votes to be counted for Biden no matter what the voters actually did. But it wasn't enough. President Trump won by such a landslide, the pre-programmed Biden votes in those six counties were not going to swing those states to Biden. He would still lose the election. Remember, I said the coordinated stoppage on election night had another purpose? This was it. To overcome the fact that the pre-programmed fraud was going to be insufficient to give Biden those states. But wait, surely we have security to prevent such outrageous fraud, don't we? You'd like to think so. But the Dominion machines have vulnerabilities in addition to their ability to pre-program outcomes. Thus, additional votes could be introduced when the first attempt to swing things failed. And that happened during the coordinated stoppage of vote counting in the early hours of 4 November and on subsequent days. The proof of that is on the reported vote tabulations from those states, which you've likely seen. Hundreds of thousands of votes, almost all for Biden, spiking nearly simultaneously during the coordinated stoppage. Do you know the odds against so many votes going for a single candidate in a row during a count? Think national debt times many thousand versus one chance. Or imagine winning the Powerball lottery. Odds of that are about one chance in 300 million. Now, Imagine winning the Mega Millions lottery. Similar odds. Now, imagine winning both the Powerball and the Mega Millions. It's never happened, and of course it never will. The odds are about one chance in 75 quadrillion. Those are the odds against what Michigan claimed happened, and Wisconsin claimed at about the same time, and Pennsylvania claimed at about the same time. I hope you get the point. The Democrats were so determined to prevent President Trump's re-election, which he did win in overwhelming fashion, that they stepped on rake after rake and made their crimes blatant. Okay, back to the security of the Dominion machines. Patrick Byrne is a cybersecurity expert by necessity, and he has documented some fascinating facts about those machines. As with many computers, 
the Dominion machines have a level of user known as administrator. And that level of user has almost unlimited privileges, including the pre-programming of percentages of votes for candidates. The motherboards on the Dominion machines have an open slot via which anyone who can gain physical access and has the requisite knowledge of computers can completely compromise the machine. They even have serial ports known as RS-232 via which root level access can be obtained without even having a password. According to the computer technology publisher ZDNet, in July of 2020, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, reported that over 60,000 QNAP network devices are infected with a malware called QSnatch that allows remote users to steal or snatch administrators' credentials. Guess what other machines have QSnatch? Yes, Dominion voting systems. CISA's former director claimed this election was secure and was promptly fired for such a blatant lie. His own agency documented the outrageous insecurity of it. So what can happen to a machine with QSnatch? A remote user can steal administrator credentials, then from anywhere can program an outcome on any such machine that is networked. Voting machines are not supposed to be networked, obviously, but many were. And even being temporarily networked is enough. What about the administrators of the voting machines locally, even if they are not networked? With the Smartmatic Dominion systems, they can literally drag and drop adjudicated ballots to whichever candidate they want, regardless of the voters' intentions. This was important for the fraud in Arizona particularly. On 22 October 2020, at 9.03 p.m., Kelly Dixon, Assistant Director for Maricopa County Elections, sent out an email to people who would work the polls. Quote, We know you're hearing issues and concerns about the Sharpie markers. Unquote. Uh, side note here, the issues and the concerns were that the machines would not count ballots marked with Sharpies and that those ballots would go into the adjudicated ballots stash, which the poll workers didn't know was part of the deliberate plan. Resuming the Dixon email, quote, Starting tomorrow, 10-23, and through 11-2, we are asking that clerks hand voters ballpoint pens rather than markers. We need, and this was in all caps for emphasis, to use markers on election day. But for now, and through 11-2, hand voters a ballpoint pen. You have plenty of pens in your supplies right now. End quote. Why did the Maricopa County Elections Board need voters to be handed Sharpie markers on election day, but ballpoint pens until that day? Because the machines would not count the election day votes. And the criminal conspirators calculated that early voting would favor their chosen candidate, Joe Biden, while Election Day voting would favor President Trump. Getting those Election Day votes put into the stash of adjudicated ballots 
allowed a machine administrator to drag and drop as many of those votes as needed into the count for Joe Biden, no matter what voters actually did. How about Georgia? The water pipe story was false. They did have a leak, but nothing that would necessitate stopping the vote counting. But they did stop, along with other states that were part of the fraud. During the stoppage, at 6.34 a.m. and 50 seconds, with Biden trailing significantly in Georgia, they added 107,040 votes for Biden all at once. You probably saw similar singularities or spikes in the other states that participated in this scheme. These are examples of stepping on rakes. Any reasonable, prudent person would recognize immediately that such spikes are not merely evidence of fraud, but proof of fraud. Not only are such things statistically impossible, they're also physically impossible in that the machines that count the votes have a speed limit. Ballots are fed into the machines, and they can only scan and read the ballots so fast. How about Pennsylvania? Numerous examples of blatant and huge fraud are available, but let's focus on one that is slightly different than what we've highlighted already. This example features several numbers, so I'll go slow. Pennsylvania reported that they mailed out 1,823,148 ballots for voters to use as if they were voting absentee. This was a special exception credited to the pandemic. Pennsylvania reported that they received back 1,462,302 of those mail-in ballots. So that's a little under 1.5 million mail-in votes total cast in Pennsylvania, according to Pennsylvania's official reports. Now here are the reported results from Pennsylvania as of 24 November at 8 o'clock p.m. In-person votes, President Trump received 2,821,610. Joe Biden received 1,408,564. Mail-in votes, President Trump received 594,645 mail-in votes. And Joe Biden received 1,994,597 mail-in votes. Did you catch that? Pennsylvania reports that a total of 2,589,242 mail-in votes were counted, but they officially reported that only 1,462,000 302 mail-in ballots were cast. And only 1,823,148 mail-in ballots were even sent out. Pennsylvania claimed, as of November 24 at 8 p.m., that they had counted 1,126,940 more mail-in votes than they received from voters. Almost all of those were counted for Joe Biden. Now you can see how, even though Donald Trump was winning Pennsylvania by about 700,000 votes at the end of election night, Pennsylvania flipped that via blatant fraud.
In Michigan's Wayne County, which is Detroit, poll workers were trained how to cheat. The trainer advised the poll workers that by law, bipartisan poll watchers had to be admitted. But she advised the poll workers how they could prevent the poll watchers from actually seeing anything. Because of COVID-19, the rules stated that poll watchers would have to remain six feet away from the poll workers. The trainer said they'll just move the tables within six feet of the walls and sit with their backs to the walls so the watchers would not be able to see over their shoulders. Later, whether because of paranoia or other reasons, they actually expelled poll watchers and put coverings over the windows so that they could do whatever they wanted without being observed. These are also examples of stepping on rakes because any reasonable, prudent person recognizes that the Wayne County poll workers were cheating. President Trump was way ahead in Michigan, but at 3.30 a.m. on 4 November, 61 boxes of unaccounted for ballots with no chain of custody arrived and were almost all credited to Joe Biden. The Democrats in these six counties that were selected for the election steal were so clumsy and so reckless, but they didn't care. They knew the media would cover up for them, and indeed the media has pretended like none of these things happened. They want people to believe that Joe Biden got more than 10 million more votes than any candidate prior to this year. In spite of these observable facts, he didn't campaign, he couldn't draw even 50 people to any event when he did leave his home, he got fewer votes in every single major metropolitan area compared to Hillary Clinton in 2016, except those six we've been talking about. The Republicans won every single closely contested House race nationwide, and most of the after-election night ballots credited to Biden had only the presidential race voted on. This had to happen to avoid making it obvious that many down-ballot candidates would have gotten more votes than there were voters in their districts. There is no doubt whatsoever that President Trump won re-election. But this issue is not really about any person, not Donald Trump nor Joe Biden. It's about the core principle that integrity is essential, especially in elections. Citizens must be able to trust that elections are completely honest or the nation cannot last as the land of liberty. I urge you to pray that all of the fraud is revealed and undone for the sake of every future election. Core Principles Podcast is produced in Paducah, Kentucky by Real Productions. Music is by Late July, L-E-I-G-H-T July. You can find our music on all streaming services or at latejuly.com. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Core Principles Podcast. Please visit core.buzzsprout.com for more information. And please share with your friends. We look forward to visiting with you again on our next episode.